The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. This is Colvic Darksy. I'm a half-orc cleric. I'm really into CrossFit and spreading my dark seed. Shakes. I am Melvin Hardy. I am a high elf wizard. Unfortunately, sometimes I turn people inside out. Previously on the Very Good Adventuring Team. Let's all touch wieners at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like a Brunswick tripod. I'll pay him the 100 gold. What? He owes us. Are, are we seeing any pictures in the house of, like, loved ones or family members or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, these people have family in town. They did. But just, I didn't even really talk. Saying. Did I talk about murdering him? I thought I was just going to... Make him less able to move. You were just calling him a murderer and you're questioning what he did? <laughs> I, all I said was that we're not blameless in this whole situation. Do you want to murder some hobos? That's the only thing you can do with crabs. Super amazing adventure friends. They never showed up. So Weird. Yeah, but I don't like being his bitch. How did stealing from shops work? In this instance, I'm going to tell you not well. <laughs> Why would you want to cover a creature in the oil of slipper anus? That's <laughs> hilarity, <laughs> wouldn't it, Sue? <laughs> You're going to have to cut this. Hog leg. <laughs> yeah, hog leg. You get to the point where you think you're probably a half a mile from from where these bandits are camped out. I have one of those hood umbrellas for my horse, make sure it doesn't get rained on in his head. All three of you are able to get to the edge of the tree line where the bad dudes are. How would you like to proceed? Just start all listing off our skills again. I have invisibility to put that out there. And okay. also don't forget my amulet. How tall is this guard tower? Uh, so the wall of this place is about 12 feet tall, and you can see what looks like half of a normal uh, human being-sized thing on the other side of it. The platform behind it is probably like 9 or 10 feet tall. Okay, so I can... The amulet would easily get me up there. How about uh, you sneak to that gate first and dump out one of those oily, slippery things in front of that gate? Remember, it is raining. That water will slip right off of it. <laughs> I do like the the Three Stooges scene that just played out in my head there, but... Are there any trees on the outskirts to be able to climb up and tell what's on the other side of this uh, fence? 
You can see from where you're standing that there are a handful of trees inside of the compound, and on the side that you're facing, there aren't any on the outside of the compound. Hmm. Well, we can shoot a flare in the air and see who comes out. I also have sleep, by the way. And I have old person if they're humans. <laughs> <laughs> who's got sleep and who's got old person? No, I'm kidding. And we, but we don't know that he's human, necessarily. Triple, well, you should be humanoid. Humanoid. Right. Yeah. Okay. It is a. You can tell from here that it is a humanoid shape. Okay. I also have minor illusion, and mage hand. What if the odds are I can one hit kill him, sneak attack him with my bow? You'd have to get close enough for him not to see you as well. We're fifty feet away from him. Mm-hmm. That's and within you, range. It's that's what's within range. You'd have to have so. like a fucking hell of a shot from that far. You know Roscoe better than I do. Can he make that shot? Actually, I think my favorite image so far is of Melvin using the amulet of levitation and just hurtling straight towards this guy through the rain. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> I am not advising that. Don't get me wrong, but that's, that's the funniest image that's gone through my head. <laughs> Jump out of the tower. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, one idea, we could chuck one of those uh, elemental gemstones like over the wall. We could throw a, poil- a potion of oily slickness or whatever the hell it is <laughs> at that guard tower. And then light it on fire. No, watch him slip out of the tower to his death. <laughs> I could use Mage Hand to just push him out. There you go. Mage, well, Mage Hand only can apply about 10 pounds worth of strength. Yeah, that's true. That might be enough to push him out, though. If he had maybe a layer of oil underneath him. With the proper leverage. Or what's your, don't you have a spell like that like, does like a shockwave? Yes, you I do. blast him out of that tower. But I have to be really close to him because it, it's not, uh, it doesn't have a lot of range. Oh, it originates from you? Basically. Hmm. I'm going to have you guys make a, another set of perception rolls. 11. 8. Or dunces. 19. 19. Melvin, in the distance, you can see walking about 20 feet from the wall, going clockwise around the outer perimeter. You managed to fuck around out here long enough that you saw the patrol of two men, sorry, of two humanoids walking around the outside of the wall. So now you, uh, are, you are now aware of there being a total of three individuals yeah. in or around this camp. One on the tower, who's still there, waves at those people as they go by, and the two that are out patrolling who wave at the guard tower individual as they go by. We're not, yeah, we're this not going to be able to put classic, this Classic, uh, get the... Uh, Get the uniforms of these guys, ambush them, steal the uniforms, and get inside. This is going to be really tricky because the guards see the patrolman, the patrolmen see the guard. So we can't put the, the guard to sleep. Can we go on the other side of the, the circle, though, so the guard tower? I mean, yeah, how many guard towers do we see? You guys are on the south side of this circle, mm-hmm. and so far, because you haven't moved anywhere else, I'll just tell you, you haven't seen anything else about this compound. All right, let's, let's start scouting around. Let's mm-hmm. see if we can find a weak point somehow. Yeah, and if not, let's steal some uniforms. Do we want to try to stay ahead of these guards patrolling the perimeter, or do we want to go into the woods and then cut in behind them? So, do we think the... Do the woods completely surround this compound? Yeah, with this compound, you can tell that the compound itself is... I shouldn't say that. The compound is, like I said, about a hundred foot diameter wooden fence. And mm-hmm. think about like, you know, old forts and stuff like that. It's just little timbers driven straight into the ground and then cross uh, horizontally nailed together. 
that sits in the middle of a clearing that's, let's just call it 200 feet, uh, or no, 300 feet, because you'd have about, oh, what the fuck did I say before? Sorry, it's 200 feet worth of clearing, because it's 50 feet from where you are to the wall. The circle of the fort is about 100 feet across, so, yeah. Okay. I really should have all these dimensions ready in advance because I can't do the fucking math on the fly. That's okay. So I say we just skirt around the woods all the way around this and just get a lay of the land here. Yeah. You guys okay with that? Mm-hmm. That's what we do. All right. And you're doing. You're going to give the patrol a little bit of time? You're going to try and flank with them? or? I think we're going to go the opposite direction. So they're going clockwise. We'll go counterclockwise around this fort. All right. Man, I wish I had the math to do the how long that would take. Let's say because you guys are moving kind of quietly and stealthily as you go around here, it takes you like two hours to walk all the way around this, and you see that that patrol of those two dudes go past you twice in that time because mm-hmm. they're they're moving at a regular pace. You're moving about half speed, plus you're further out, right? And what you notice about this thing is that it is it is more or less circular all the way around. You don't see any additional guard posts. You do see that there is one tree on the northwestern face of this that's on the outside and is tall enough that it extends over the fence a little bit. But other than that, you see no other really distinguishing features. There's no other entrances to this place. There's just that single entrance on the southeast side. I was almost going to say corner, but there's no corners and circles. All right. I remember me some (laughs) geometry. Geometry. (laughs) <laughs> Geogorama free. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were out, we were out doing bar trivia last night, and there was a question about like who is E. B. White, uh, Strunk, and one other one. And I said, "Oh, those are all grammarists." <laughs> Apparently, the real term is grammarian, which to oh. me sounds weirder. But Glamour. grammarist is not a real thing. Anyway, I'm sorry. It should be right. Melvin, I really think you should dump one of the oily potions in front of the gate with your invisibility. And then what? And then I take a shot at that guard. Let's climb this tree first, see what's on the other side of this fence. Or do you think we should go where there's not a guard tower and kill this patrol? Is it still raining? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been, you've been here for about two hours, and that puts us at, let's call it 10 o'clock. We've, everybody's got dark vision, right? Double checking on that. All right, so you guys can still see, but it is getting fairly dark out. That makes things pretty easy. These guys might not have dark vision. Right. And if we were to, say, put our portable hole out, they might stumble right into it. I say, we how about this? them, get their uniforms. How about this? How about we shoot that guard, we time it so it's after the patrolman pass the guard tower, we shoot that guard, and then at least one of us stands up in that guard tower. So, basically, we pretend we're the guard. Oh, yeah, they just see our shadow or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. And then when they come back around and they get close, because I assume they're walking. You said that there's, like, a a ledge that they're walking around, so they're walking, like, pretty close to the guard tower? Yeah, they're about 20 feet from the wall. From so, the... I mean, reasonably close. They're closer to the wall than they are to the edge of the woods. Okay. And then we wait till they get close, and then maybe we shoot them in the face. How do you like that? Let's do that. How do you like them apples, Kolvik? Do your game. You like apples? patrol here. Let's do this. (laughs) It's your plan. All right. So step one is you're going to try and eliminate the guard on the tower, right? Yep. Timed for after the patrolmen pass the guard tower. So we, I guess if I heard you right, 
We have it maybe around an hour before they come back around. It's about an hour for them to fully circuit this route. Okay. Which definitely gives you, what's an hour, 3,600 rounds of combat or something like that? You got, you mm-hmm. got plenty of time. Yeah. Uh, so, so I could um, cast invisibility on you, Roscoe, if that would help you get closer. And then you could really get the sky right between the eyes. Yeah. Let me take a quick look here, because I think shortbow range is like 60 feet. There's, there won't be any... I thought it was 80. Is it 80? Is it 80 and 320 for the two ranges? Do, do, do. Which, by the way, if that hasn't been explained or if you didn't look up the rule, uh, the smaller number is how far you can shoot normally. And then the other one is like the furthest range you could hit, but between the smaller and the larger number, you roll with disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you're within range right from the edge of the woods. If you wanted to shoot from the edge of the woods, if you did want to get closer or be invisible, you certainly can. Not trying to steer you in either direction, but there's no disadvantage to rolling for, uh, to shooting from where you are. Would he have any advantage if he was closer? Nope. Fuck it. Take the shot. And it's a sneak attack because he's not aware of me. Was that an arrow? <laughs> <laughs> he's up there and just... <laughs> hmm? Oh. So I rolled a 12. Uh-oh. You rolled a 12, you say, huh? Uh, let me just do something real quick here. Should, uh, I should have blessed him first. Can't think about that. So many things. Uh, so that is a miss. I'm going to have you roll a d20. Three. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you miss, and you miss in the lower half of the missing range that you could have, so your arrow thunks into the side of the wall, and let's see. Hopefully he's really dumb or sleeping. Uh, oh, no. He does not notice. Whoa. <laughs> All right, now bless him. Okay, yeah. <laughs> let's try it again. You're gonna get a bless. And what does that give him? Bless gives you... That's real game showy. Let's get him that blessing. Uh, <laughs> what's that going to send him on with? You bless three creatures. Target uh, makes an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell. The target can roll a d4 and add that number rolled. So you get a d4 on top of. Taking another shot? Yep. <laughs> Do we want a backup plan at all here? Um, well, I have... It doesn't matter. <laughs> No. Well, we'll figure that out as it comes. We'll get on our feet, right? Gotcha. The backup plan is no backup plan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think the backup plan is, is a wizard missile. I rolled an eight. The blessing gives me three more for 11. <laughs> oh. Let... <laughs> <laughs> Roll that d20 again. 17. 17. You miss high this time. And I will roll for something that secretly happens in the background. Okay. Uh, so you missed, but it went high. He's not even aware of the arrow that goes. <laughs> Did it land in the fort somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> are, Maybe. are you shooting like? Are you shooting like? Uh, you know, with your line of sight, like, are you shooting like through the tower or like through the tower into the fort or like across? I'm sure, the tower? it sails clean over if the range is 320 feet, even with penalty. Yeah, I'm positive that's how it works. So <laughs> it rolls the way the DM wants it to work, <laughs> <laughs> which is generally going to lean towards hilarious. Um, oh, by the way, it's not really like a tower. It's more that you can tell there's just like a platform on the other side of the wall. Okay. So it's not like there's a roof for, for it to stick in there or anything like that. Oh, that's good. Well, <laughs> let's fucking keep going. Third time's a charm. 
We're not tracking ammo, right? No. <laughs> Eight plus four is twelve. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Roll the D twenty again. <laughs> oh, we're screwed. Twenty. Twenty. All right. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I'm gonna have you roll damage. I need two more D6. Or does my sneak? Yeah, this is sneak attack, so. Do you hit a horse or something? That's 18 total. 18 total damage. Okay. From the other side of the wall, you hear a yelp. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you should put that. We're not doing the oily thing, are we? Am I just shooting at this guard in the tower again? One more time? (laughs) Before these people come pouring out? Yep, do it without thinking. Or, or we could wait and see. I already shot. Okay. <laughs> 21 plus 3 for 24. That oh. is definitely a hit. And what is this still a sneak attack? Or is oh, yeah. Aware? Yeah, yeah. There's, he's still not aware. All right. So 5 plus. Wow. 19 for 24. 24 Ooh. damage to the guy in the guard tower. You strike him very solidly. Uh, it catches him in the shoulder, and you see him spin and uh, and fall off of the guard tower. On the other side of it, though, right? On the other side, yeah. He, sp- he basically goes backwards Is- off. So he falls into the fort? Yeah. Yes. Ooh, okay. That's not what we wanted. <laughs> no. All right, let's go quick. We might as well make a run for it at this point. To the guards on the outside? Well, they're still coming around, so oh. we need to run to this tower, to this platform, and hopefully try to... Put this guy's uniform on or, or something. Well, and it's on the oh, it's inside of the tower. I hit one of them with an arrow inside. You could have hit an animal or something for all you know. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's on the inside of the tower, isn't it? So there's the wall and the, the tower's on the other side of it? Yeah. So how are we getting on the inside? Levitate. Okay. And then I'll throw a rope to you guys. Okay. All right. Give me just a second here. Whoops. So I'm going to grab my amulet and whisper, bloop. <laughs> <laughs> Could just retcon that and say I did bless on all of us, since we're all sitting in that area? I, I assumed that you blessed okay. everybody, because you could. Uh, all right, so you guys dash your way across the 50 feet of, uh, of open space here. The patrol is pretty far around on the other side, so they're not aware of this, or at least to your guys' knowledge. Uh, so we got... So you approach the wall. You can hear a little bit of groaning from the other side, uh, just barely over the rain. And you're going to assume that that is the dude that just got shot down from the side of the tower. What would you like to do there, Melvin? By the way, so Melvin ran up to the edge here. You guys all ran with him? Yeah, I don't know why. Because you're going to come with me, hopefully. You're going to levitate us off? No, it's going to throw a rope over. Oh, And then we're going to climb over it. So I'm levitating over the wall. How loud is this guy? Like, do I feel like he's going to be uh, attracting a lot of attention or do I have time to throw a rope over for my friends before I take care of his face? Uh, so you are, all right, so Kolvik and Roscoe are at the outside, but right close to the edge of the wall, right by the gate. Yep. Melvin levitates after whispering lube to the amulet. Uh, you float over the edge and you can see that uh, the the dude that was up on the top of the wall has now stood and is pulling the arrow out uh, and is beginning <laughs> man you must have had some serious dairy today <laughs> cauliflower and broccoli uh, uh. Yeah, I've been there 
So now that uh, now that you are over the side of the wall, you can see this guy. He's uh, pulling the arrow out of his shoulder, but he is standing and he's moving around. Uh -oh. He hasn't seen you yet because you're basically hovering above him. Uh, but he like grunts and pulls out the arrow. Okay. So I'd like to since I'm I'm kind of directly above him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, I just want to take out my sword and then just fall on him with my sword <laughs> <laughs> like full weight just drop down on him yeah um all right so the way that we're gonna do this you're gonna be about 20 feet up when you do this uh i'm gonna have you make a all right so i'm gonna do i'm, I'm gonna introduce you guys to a rule that i've been thinking about for a little while now this is gonna be the first ever official house rule i actually have two of them and i'll explain them both now the first one is one I'm stealing from the Glass Cannon podcast, which is that when you guys level up, you're going to roll your hit die, and I'm going to roll the same dice, and you get to choose the higher of the two. So that'll help make it so that, you know, either A, maybe we encourage Melvin to, uh, to roll for his hit points from here forward, because there's two dice at least. It's not entirely dependent on your luck, but it'll also make it so that hopefully you guys never get like a one or a two or anything like that. The second rule that I'm going to introduce, if anything, to make it an interesting podcast, is the, uh, I can't think of a good name for it, I was thinking of just calling it the cinematic law, which is if you're ever doing something that looks or sounds badass, you can invoke the, the, the law of cinema or whatever we call it, and you get advantage on that role. Cool. Neat. So, I invoke the law of cinema. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to give you advantage on an attack roll with your short sword as you dive down on this guy. And short sword is normally, what is it, 1d6? Uh, yeah. Uh, I have a long sword, by the way. Oh, do you? I have a 1d8. Excellent. So, you're going to roll, first of all, your attack roll with advantage. And let me look, look at this guy here. It's, mine just says plus three attack on it. Mm hmm. Yeah, because you're probably adding your. Oh, Dexterity yeah. mod. How do you it? roll with advantage as a Dungeons and Dragons noob? Uh, advantage is it's actually one of my favorite things about this entire system. You roll two dice and you take the higher. Okay. If you have disadvantage, you um, roll two dice and you take the lower. So if I roll with the computer, that's why I get two numbers. Correct. All right, very good. And it's a plus. Must be a plus one sword. I didn't know that. Must be a plus one. Uh, it's actually going to be. Let me just get your character sheet that. open. Plus one from the uh, the pool pond of that splashed on us. Yeah, because you had your longsword when we yep, dove into the one. pool. Yep. Cool. It was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. Nice job. All right. I invoke the rule of cinema. And I don't even know. I've never seen this really happen in a movie or anything. But basically, I'm just going to drop directly on this guy. Excellent. Like I'm sitting on a sword. <laughs> I like to think oh. that you're sitting like... Cross-legged mm -hmm. with your sword like down. Oh, like I'm meditating and mm -hmm. I'm just like going to meditate my sword into his head. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Roll that attack roll. Oh, nice. Uh, that would be a 17 plus 3 for a 20. All right. That is definitely going to be a hit on this guy. Uh, your normal damage for your longsword would be 1d8 plus 1. What I'm going to actually grant you on this then is I'm going to have you roll a d8 and then also 2d6 as you pile drive your sword down into uh, this guy in a hopefully tender and vittles kind of area. Uh, 1d6 plus, or 1d8 plus 2d6. And that gives us a 
14, 15. Excellent. You do a total of 15 damage to this gentleman, which, by the way, you now notice is wearing a white sash. That's just an identifier for combat, by the way. It doesn't mean anything in-game. Okay. Um, Suppose we didn't really know if these guys were... uh... Good or mental snarp. (laughs) 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 That's what I was pondering when I was meditating. (laughs) What if you... These guys are a group of bandits who have been, in fact, harassing the local townsfolk and trade routes. So you (laughs) are doing just fine by murdering them while they're unawares. So let me drag you guys over to the combat screen here. Which, by the way, you'll notice includes new character portraits. The scene that is now laid out before you, there is a dude in a white sash. There is a guy with one white glove who's about 30 feet away, uh, who has an arrow sticking out of his ass. (laughs) There is a guy in a green striped romper and a guy with chicken legs. And those are the four people that you can see within this compound. The chicken legs and green striped romper are both attending to one white glove. And white sash was the guy that got knocked off of the guard tower. One white sash is now currently bloodied. And you can all roll for initiative. Uh-oh. Oh, bloodied. No. Holy moly. Yeah, you're on that other side of the fence. and Oh, boobs. All right. Turn order is established, and Chicken Legs is going to go first. He's wearing some really nice shorts, by the way. That's why you can tell he's got Chicken Legs. Chicken Legs looks over at you folks, and the first thing... Well, just to be clear, did are you guys still outside of the wall? Yeah, we never got a rope to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're the only person that can see any of this, Melvin. White Sashi died, correct? No. No? No, he took damage and fell. Why, I As don't one know. would be wont to do I when hit with an arrow. I don't know either way. I'll just hear this. <laughs> He's bloodied. Next up. Is he, is he on the ground still prone? Or? Yeah. Uh, White well, like Sash. We don't know any of that. <laughs> White yeah. Sash got up and yanked the arrow out of his shoulder, uh, which you can see from above him. Uh, so, let me lay out the scene again, just so everybody's clear on where folks are at. So, Roscoe and Kolvik are outside of the wall near the door. Melvin has made it over the door and dropped sword point first onto White Sash. Got a pretty good slash against him. Definitely moved him into the bloodied territory. So now White Sash is basically underneath you, prone. We'll call it prone. And you're sitting on him. Uh, And then about, what did I say, about 30 feet away? Let's just call it 40 feet away. That makes more sense in my head. 40 feet away is... An individual with one white glove and an arrow in his butt laying prone on the ground. And then an individual in a green striped romper and another one with chicken legs are around, huddled around uh, one white glove, tending to them. And have they noticed me at all? That's what we're about to find out. Um, hearing the little bit of commotion from all that distance away... Oh, yeah, yeah. You definitely got noticed. Um, So Chicken Legs is now aware of you uh, over there and is going to... What's Chicken Legs going to do? Chicken Legs is going to... Uh Uh-oh, guys. Yeah. Uh, Chicken Legs is going to alert his companions to your presence and then pull the arrow out of of one white glove's butt. Mm Mm-hmm. 
They're now all aware of you. Roscoe, it is your turn. <laughs> Roll what good it's going to do you. Shooting on a ballistic trajectory <laughs> into the fort at the groans of one white glove. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to have you roll two D20s, and you're going to take the lower number. And how do you, it's how do it's you know a pretty high number. You yeah, gotta, how do you know what this guy is in there? Twelve. Twelve. You shoot your arrow off into the sky, and... You're not sure what happens, but you don't hear it thunk into a person. All right. <laughs> Hello, lovely listeners. Oh, my God, folks. I am so tired right now. I'm supposed to be on an early morning flight in like four hours, but I needed to get this episode together before flying out. The things I do for all of you. The things I do for love. This week, we received another delightfully accurate review, and this time it's from Dulenheim. It's good to keep in mind that this podcast is not at all suitable for all audiences, as they tell you at the beginning of the show. As my title implies, it contains crass and crude humor that'll make you laugh at the characters' antics and the situations they get themselves in. Although the laid-back tone used by the participants, at times, be soothing enough that my attention lapsed, I feel this exemplifies how comfortable one can feel at listening to the VGET. The editing is smooth most of the time, and my only suggestion is that a leveler could be used to keep all of the voices in a matching volume. But overall, this is a very minor gripe. Overall, this podcast is a solid recommendation from yours truly. Thank you so much for those kind words, Dulenheim. Just out of curiosity, I clicked on Doolenheim's name only to find that they had not left reviews for any other podcasts. We were the only ones. Doolenheim, I just want to personally thank you for going above and beyond just for us. Just for us. It's very flattering. And I'm still learning editing. Sorry. I'll do my best to get better at leveling, but thank you for the feedback. You might remember a little while back, I did a quick plug for a project I'm pretty excited about, which is called The Retroverse. If you go to lasersandliches.com, you can see what they're up to. I believe the Kickstarter goes live on April 10th. If I'm doing my math right, that means you're only two days away once this episode is released. Folks, I hope you know by this point that we don't have any paid sponsors, and I'm actually just pumping this project from Chris, a.k.a. Snicklesocks, on Twitter, and Ewis because I'm so into it. And by the way, Ewis, I'm sorry I fucked up your name so bad in that last shout-out. Anyway, I very rarely purchase additional books and supplements and third-party products for D&D gameplay, but this one looks really frickin' awesome. Check it out, and if you're interested, maybe throw their Kickstarter a few bucks. Anywho-zoo-watsit, that's enough of my babble for this week. The episode awaits. Uh, White Sash is going to attempt, let's see, what am I going to call this? He's going to try and get up. So, Melvin, are you trying to hold him down, or are, did you just try and land on him and, like, roll away? Uh, I tried to land on him and roll away. Okay. So, he is definitely going to be able to get up. Uh, that's going to cost him half of his movement, and then... Uh, he is able to locate you, like gets up, looks around, sees you, and is going to make a attack towards you with a scimitar. Holy shit, yeah, that is going to be a critical hit. 
Uh, all right. Sorry. No, that's not going to be a critical hit because he was rolling with his disadvantage. So that's a miss from White Sash. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. And Melvin, it is now your turn. Okay. Do I still have some uh, levitate ability? Oh, yeah, yeah. You've only been, so, I mean, 20 or 30 <laughs> seconds has passed since you first scooted over the wall. So are there stairs that go up to that higher platform? Or how do, uh, now that I'm able to see inside of this fort, how, how are people able to get up to this higher platform that's around the wall? So what you can see from where you are as you look towards uh, essentially where your companions are on the other side, uh, going from right to left, you see a ladder that goes up to the platform, which stands about 10 feet tall. Uh, and then the door, which is a, it's like a double door with a, you know, like a two by four, essentially going across it. And then wall on either side in the distance from that. Uh, so I'm sorry. So like the guard platform is walled. The guard platform is just a platform with a ladder going up to it. Okay. So, okay. Uh, so what I'd like to try to do is levitate up to this platform, and then, if I can, uh, kick the ladder down. Yeah. I'm going to just say you can or, go ahead and do that. Or can I Can I grab the... Is the ladder near me? Mm-hmm. Can I levitate with the ladder? How much do you weigh? Have we established your weight? We did of. establish that the amulet can lift up to 200 pounds. I mean, you're a skinny little elf. Yeah. I feel like I'm... Well, what's a ladder going to be? Five pounds? Ten pounds? I mean... <laughs> yeah. How tall is the ladder? Yeah, it's like a ten-foot ten, ladder. Ten foot? <laughs> like, what a perfect scene. Like, you're just sitting there minding your own beeswax, and all of a sudden this elf floats over, slaps <laughs> you in the head, and then, like, he grabs your ladder and ladder. flies away. <laughs> <laughs> That's goddamn ladder stealing elves. That's what I want to do. I want to, <laughs> I want to grab the ladder, levitate up, and I want to see if I can throw it over the other side of the wall. Are you trying to stay levitated above the wall, or are you trying to get on the other side of the wall? Uh, no, I'm trying to just get on the platform, on the guard platform, and then heave the ladder over so Kolvik and Roscoe can get up. Mm, okay, so I'm going to have you make a strength roll. Uh, you are still blessed, by the way, so if you want to add a d4 to this roll, you can. I will. I think I'll have it covered, but we'll see. So that would be a 19. All right. So you are able to successfully shimmy this ladder up and over the wall. And uh, I was going to make you roll to see if you like drop the ladder on one of them, but with a 19, we'll say you're pretty nice and successful. Uh, that will, however, consume your turn. Uh, and it'll move over to Kolvik. So Kolvik, you hear a ruckus. I won't describe the ruckus, but you hear a ruckus. And then all of a sudden you see Melvin's head appear back over the wall. And then he hucks a ladder at you. <laughs> Cackling madly. And this is just leading He's up just to that. He's just having a great time <laughs> up there. Finally, some entertainment in my life. So this is leading up to the guard tower? Well, right now the ladder has been tossed over the side. The guard tower is on Melvin's side of the wall. So you've just got the, the flat outside surface of this wall and then a ladder laying on the ground. Okay, I thought he made it sideways. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and prop it up so it's directly to that tower, and we can climb up to where Melvin is. Okay. 
And then before I do that, I noticed Roscoe might need... Well, do we know how far away that perimeter people were coming around? Like... Uh, you've probably got 45 minutes until the perimeter guards make it all the way okay, back around. Okay, so we're, we're fine with them then. Okay, then I'm just going to go ahead and prop that up, climb up where Melvin is, and immediately cast Shield of Faith on him. Alright. And so he can get a plus two bonus to his AC. Thank Shield you. of Faith is a bonus action, if I recall. Yep. Uh, you have used climbing to get up on top and over the wall. Mm -hmm. You do still have an action available to you should you decide to take it. Um. It cannot be another spell, but it can be another action. How far away is um, White Sash from the, the tower? White Sash is uh, like uh, less than 10 feet from the tower. Okay. I mean, 10 feet below you, but is also 10 feet out. He, but he, he is below us, mm -hmm. like directly? Uh, a couple feet out from the... Okay, I'm going to try to pee on him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I have no clue what else I was wanting to do, because I already used my... That's a, that's a lot of work. He's got that ladder up, climbed up to the top, <laughs> cast shield on me, and he's got time to whip out the business, and... Uh, mm -hmm. okay. It's been a while, and I just want to insult this guy. In All the right. Last moment uh, of his roll, life. roll to pee. <laughs> I have four to pee. Porta P, you did not drink enough liquids today, so you. Uh, or, or come on, maybe. Like it wasn't like it was just like. Like. I mean, it wasn't like a critical fail where he peed on himself or anything. I think four is just that you just can't. Like you, you get a little bit of performance shyness, right? I do. That's what it was. Take a drink from the thing of endless water. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the splash on. All right, so there you are up on the top. Now it is up to Green Striped Romper. He is able to see you guys up on the tower, the two of you. Green Striped Romper. What are you going to do, bro? You're all the way down there. We're all the way up here. Mm -hmm. Green Striped Romper is going to run up to the point where he is within 20 feet of the tower and is going to pull out two daggers, and he is going to throw them at... Uh, he's going to throw them at Kolvik. Kolvik, dagger number one, rolled at you. That's a critical miss. That sails right over your head. Mm -hmm. Dagger number two is going to hit. Oops, they hit the wrong thing there. Dagger number two is going to hit, and that's going to be four piercing damage from you. Okay. For toward against you? For you? For me? I serve up four damage for you. One white glove. Turns around, sees you guys on top of this tower. He's irritated because he loved that ladder. <laughs> that was his favorite ladder. That was his favorite ladder. He sees you guys up on top of this guard tower, oh, which is his man. favorite guard tower. <laughs> I built that ladder. <laughs> Beyond mitts. He is going to take two daggers out himself, and he is going to throw them at Melvin. Melvin, dagger number one is going to be an 18. Uh, that's, that's a hit. That would be, I get a plus two mm -hmm. from the bless. Yes, that would be a hit. Plus two or plus four? Two. Dose. Uh, that'll be four piercing damage from dagger number one. Dagger number two is a 19, which will also hit. Wait, just check, does the bless do anything? The bless was saving throws. Yeah, saving, saving throws, throws and, and attack, attack rolls. And okay. attack rolls. All right, we're good. You're going to take a total of nine piercing damage as two daggers sink into your uh, meaty hams. Jerk. <laughs> get you, White Sash. <laughs> I'll get you, Beer Baron. No, you won't. Yes, I will. 
Chicken legs. Chicken legs. What are you going to do, chicken legs? I think you're also going to run within 20 feet. <laughs> I keep thinking baby legs. <laughs> I don't need no regular legs. I'm coming at you. I'm running fast. Uh, I guess I learned a real lesson here today. <laughs> uh, that guy is also going to pull out dose daggers. All these sash assholes have daggers? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I really probably should have varied up their weapons a little bit and whatnot, but you know, they're not an original crew. Melvin, they're going for you again. Some ninja stars or size. 12 is going to be a miss, and 8's going to be a miss. So he uh, he's he's trying to throw these daggers while he's running, and he just... Chicken wants... legs won't let him work out. <laughs> <laughs> Can't really get the leg strength. Oh... <laughs> Uh, so chicken legs is not doing any damage. Roscoe, it is over to you. All right, I'm going to climb to the top of the ladder. Okay, it's getting pretty crowded on top of this platform. I'm going on the platform so I can see over the wall. You can see over the wall. Right, and I'm going to take a shot at White Sash. White Sash. White Sash. And a 12. 12 is going to be a hit. Yeah. And 10. 10. Did you want to... Because you were hidden at the start of your turn. Do you want to do sneak I attack? I I was, wasn't I? So used to just taking advantage of the, uh, like, oh, you're close to my buddy. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. That's a lot of dice. 20 more. A lot of die. For yes. 30. Wow. 30 total damage. You, uh, with great vengeance and furious anger, strike down upon White Sash. Your arrow pierces right through his throat. And he goes down gurgling does in go, the rain. Does it go all the way through his throat? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's sticking out the front and back of his neck. Wow. Gross. <laughs> and that's it for White Sash. Bye. So now, what you guys are left with, just so you're aware, Roscoe peeking his head over the wall, Melvin and Kolvik standing on top of the platform, Green striped romper, one white glove, and chicken legs are all about 20 feet from the platform on the ground. They're fairly well grouped at this point because they're all running up to huck daggers at Melvin and Kolvik here. And Melvin, it is back to your turn. All these assholes are right next to each other, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. Well, well, well. All pretty maids in a row. All pretty maids in a row. I cast fireball at these... Yahoo's. Cast that fireball. That's going to be a dexterity save for each of them. Oh, they're probably pretty dexterous with their white sashes. That guy is. One white glove rolls a 21. Green striped romper. That is a failure. He does does not have advantage, I should say. And chicken legs, also a failure. So one white glove is successful and takes... Half of 31, that is going to be a total of 15 because we round down. One white glove is precisely wrecked. And then 31 for chicken legs. Chicken legs are roasting. Smells weirdly delicious from here. Mm. (laughs) Mmm, chicken legs. (laughs) Chicken legs and green striped romper are both... Yeah, we'll be generous and say just about wrecked. So you did some serious damage with that round, Melvin. Are you going to move or take any other action on your turn? Well, uh, I think I'll scrunch down to give. You know, if these guys are gonna 
they got any more daggers in their pockets. I don't want to give them a angle to get at me. So. Mm-hmm. They are below you, so I would call that half cover if you're crouched down to the uh, surface of this platform. Right on. Korvik. All right, well, I'm going to grab the, uh, the uh, flask that we got, the decanter of infinite water. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use that as a bonus action, and I can aim the geyser at a creature within 30 feet of us, and that they target must succeed. Feet? A DC 13 saving throw, or take 1d4 bludgeoning damage, and fall prone. Alright. So, that's a dexterity save, was it? Strength. Strength save. Yep. Alrighty. One white glove fails and is blown backwards. I'm going to have you just roll that damage one time, by the way. Alright. Green striped romper succeeds. Is able to dodge out of the way. Is, is able to... Did you ever see that... Uh, it's like a Japanese dude that's taking a, a fire hose, like a riot fire hose, and he's just standing there like fucking Superman? It's an amazing image. Like, there's a guy spraying him with a water cannon from the top of a tower, and he's just standing there like, <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> Wish I was that cool. Yeah, don't we all? Chicken Legs also succeeds, by the way, so these guys are able to withstand it, but One White Glove fails... And takes two damage. Totes of two damage for chicken legs. And he's prone. And for my regular action, I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on myself to get the plus two benefits. Excellent. Isn't Shield of Faith concentration? Is it? That's a great question. Because you will only be able to maintain it for one person if it is concentration. Yep, I will not do Shield of Faith. In fact, because that would be kind of dumb. Since it's, uh, you know, a concentration spell and all. I hate to be a stickler for the rules, but that's literally what I'm here for. <laughs> all right. We will go ahead and uh, cast Floating Weapon down on these guys. And just kind of drop it down there. Is it a rock again? <laughs> <laughs> you just drop a rock on them? <laughs> It'll be a rock again. Nice. Yep. Okay. It'll be a rock again. And so you can make a melee attack with a spell. Any creature within five feet of the weapon on a hit, the target takes force damage of equal 1d8 plus my spell casting ability. So we'll go do that. All right. <laughs> uh, so you can get any two of these guys. So in a row it is chicken legs, one white glove, and green striped romper. So you could hit uh, green, uh, sorry, you could hit chicken legs and one white glove. Or you could hit one white glove and green striped dropper, because it's within five feet of it, right? Right. Um, let's go ahead and do one white glove and green rompers. Uh, 15 is going to be a hit. Go ahead and roll your DMG. Seven force damage. All right. Golvik, that ends your turn. Green striped romper is... So one of the ones. am I going to hit two of them or just one of the guys? Oh, you did the... I just That's assumed the same attack both. roll and damage okay. for both, Perfect. so they both took it. Oh, okay. I mean, what did that look like? Is it like a glowing rock that you just, like, yeah. drop over the side? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really upset that my other plan didn't work, and so it was just a glowing rock that just floated around, hit down on White Glove, and then slapped over and <laughs> hit Green Romper right in the face as well. Whack! Like whack! It, like, I took a 90-degree turn. Like. <laughs> Is it a big green glowing rock? Like a, like a big kryptonite it's, it's rock? It's flubber. It's, it's like flubber. flubber. <laughs> yeah. So it's not really... So it's just kind of like a glob, but it's still really solid. Kabonk, kabonk. Nice. And then it just stood there. Excellent. Green Striped Romper is now up, having just been hit by a weird piece of flubber. 
Are they also in a big mud pit right now, too? <laughs> like, is the Betty Hill music playing? <laughs> Yakking his sex. <laughs> Green Striped Romper is going to... You know what? No, Green Striped... Let me just... Uh, let's roll and decide here. Green Striped Romper is going to pull out two more daggers from his little bandolier of daggers. And is going to roll at, is going to roll at uh, Melvin. Mm, even though he's crouched. That was the whole point of that, I thought. Yeah. Dang. This guy's dumb. Uh, <laughs> so the, you are crouched, and from his perspective, that gives you half cover, which is, if I recall, a plus three to your AC. Dagger numero uno is a 16. That sounds like a miss. Yep. Because with a plus two shield and plus three cover, that's uh, I have like a 19 armor class right now. FNA. Uh, second roll is a 14, so two daggers thunk thunk into the wall. Those are pretty you. good. Pretty good rolls, too. Mm hmm. Screw you, green striped romper. All right. Uh, one white glove and chicken legs are basically going to take a combined turn. They both run towards this thing. And one white glove crouches down and does the little, like, two-hand saddle chicken legs. Gets one of his bony little legs, uh, ending in a foot, into that hand sa uh, saddle. And he's going to try and launch him up to the platform. One white glove has got his two scimitars out, and he's going to try and launch up at the two of you on the platform. Let's see how well this goes. Can't anticipate him. Punch him when he jumps up. Yeah. Right in his <laughs> Use face. your reaction to... Um, and I am invoking the law of cinema to give them advantage on this roll because oh, it works both ways, bitches. <laughs> oh, okay. So you could just plan five people to do something awesome. And uh -huh. Okay. Okay. Uh, so they are able to successfully perform the maneuver with a, a 21 on that roll and now is going to attack. Uh, is going to attack Kolvik. So Kolvik, he is going to take two swipes with his scimitars. By the way, uh, Chicken Legs is now on the platform with you. So he landed on the platform? Yes. He wasn't like swinging in midair and then like fall back down? Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, he, I mean, he's basically attacking nice. as he's coming down, uh, but he has landed successfully on the platform with that sweet, what sweet dexterity what? roll. Melvin just pulls out his revolver and shoots <laughs> <laughs> Indiana Jones style. <laughs> Uh, he's a little off balance, so that first scimitar is only an 8. That's not enough to hit. Nope. Uh, second scimitar is a 13, so not enough to hit. He's able to get onto the platform, but is not able to connect with either scimitar. That gets you past all of those dudes' turns. And now, Roscoe, it is back to you. Uh, to my knowledge, you still have your head poked up over the wall, mm -hmm. uh, but you're still on the ladder. All right, so I'm going to take a shot at... Chicken legs is right in front of you, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's up on the platform, right? Mm -hmm. He is. Yeah, I'll take a shot at chicken legs. Okay. Like, is uh, the platform part of the wall? Like, am I leaning against the platform? Or uh, do I have to jump to get there? No, so imagine imagine a 12-foot wall made of logs, and you're on one side of it with a ladder propped up against that wall, and then on the other side of it is a like a, like a deer stand or a tree stand or whatever, so it's not part of the wall, it's just next to it. Okay. It's probably I, I nailed think. to it, but it's not, like, part of the wall. All right. So, actually, what I'm going to do is, how big is this platform? Uh, the platform <laughs> is kind of, it's big enough for the three of these guys to uncomfortably be on it. 
It's tight, yo. It's tight up there. Hmm. Uh, I think chicken legs might be too close for me to shoot with my bow. Um, so we're going to say, I, I actually was thinking about this as your turn came up. I'm going to say that it is, it's close, um, sorry, he's too far away from you really at this point for you to logically make a, sh or a short sword attack, mm -hmm. uh, or a dagger attack rather, so I'm going to say your short bow is the weapon you should use. Alright, so we'll take a shot with the bow. And it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a seven. It, your shot goes wild with a seven. That is not enough to hit. And I'm going to use a cunning action to duck down behind the wall. You duck down. Uh, and that was with the plus two from your bless, right? It wouldn't have mattered. Wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. Yeah. Or one D4. I yeah, it'd be the D4, but... Either way, wild miss. And Melvin, it is back to you. Uh, all right, so chicken legs is right in front of me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Precariously on the edge of the platform with you. Hmm. Hmm. I will... I'm going to touch him with shock and grasp. Hot damn. Mm, 25. Where did you touch him? <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere shocking. <laughs> you won't believe where you touched him. <laughs> Keep listening to find out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 25 is a hit. Roll your damage. I think we leave that a mystery. Oh, an amazing four damage. Oh, no. Crazy four damage. He must have touched his, like, big toe or something. Four damage to chicken legs. Kolvik, it is over to you. I'm assuming you're not going to move or do any bonus actions? Nope. All right. Kolvik is over to you. All right. And there is still the three jabronis down there. You have, directly in front of you, sharing the platform with you, in fact, chicken legs. One white glove is immediately below the platform. Green striped romper is about 15 feet away at this point. Okay. On the ground. Um... If I hit him with the Warhammer, would that be enough to knock him off if it connects? Do you want to try to knock him I off? I want to try to knock him off, yes. Okay. Hit him square in the chest, and my goal is to hit him hard enough to knock him off. Excellent. I'll make your attack roll. Oh, 10. Swing and a miss! Mm -hmm. 10 is not enough to connect. Do you want to move or anything else? Um, nope, I just want to stand in, in front of... Uh, actually, yeah, I want to stand in front of Melvin and try to shield any attack towards him and just kind of sit in a guiding motion. All right. Green Striped Romper is on the ground, but unfortunately, no matter how skinny those legs are, he doesn't think he can get a shot off in between them. Uh, so what Green Striped Romper is going to do is he's going to get to the, uh, from your perspective, right side of the tower. One White Glove is going to try and get to the left side of the tower. Uh, and then... Chicken Legs is on the tower. He is going to attack. He's going to attack Melvin. He's doing it with his two scimitars. Scimitar number one, that's definitely a hit. Yes, it is. With 23, that's going to be 12 slashing damage. Oh, sorry, no, that's not 12. It's actually just nine damage for you. Scimitar number two, that is a critical failure. Let's see if that's anything hilarious. Nope, that's just a normal critical failure. <laughs> He's just bad. Nothing hilarious. Swings <laughs> <laughs> uh, That goes through all of the bad guys, and Roscoe, it is back to you. All right, I'm gonna pop up out of hiding. Try to save you from an attack, and take a shot at stupid chicken legs. I appreciate Son it. Son of a bitch that he is. And 
I missed six. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's not a good bow day for you. Do you have you. my dice? Hmm? Do you have my dice today? I always roll like shit. <laughs> no, I always roll like shit. Mm-hmm. All well, of you roll podcast. like shit. I always roll like bunch of shit rollers. Hey, shit roller Melvin, it's your turn. Mm. I, I feel like you... I need to do something interesting. I haven't been able to do anything. Um, <clears throat> hmm. I think uh, I'm going to try to put this guy to sleep. All right. We'll just say we'll cast this at level three. And you're casting in a little higher level, so you've got a total of 37 chicken legs. Uh, you wanted to cast this on chicken legs, right? Yeah. All right. So chicken legs is standing before you, and I can't remember what the is the component on this. is like a little bit of sand or something like that. According to this thing, it doesn't really say. That doesn't matter. So you, uh, you wave your hand in front of this guy, and he falls asleep. Standing up on the tower, and then immediately topples backwards. Uh, I wanted to kick him so bad. <laughs> oh, all right, yeah, yeah, we can retcon that. That's, okay. that's so you you put him to sleep, and then this is Sparta style. Yep. Kick him off the tower. Yep, with my with my uh, crocked feet. <laughs> <laughs> I kept my Crocs on. <laughs> Fucking Sparta, this guy. Off the I want to say that that like. <laughs> like it's it's so soft it like undoes damage. <laughs> like, uh, I'm gonna have you. Falls. I'm gonna have you make. Uh, I'm gonna have you roll a, a D4. Ready? D4 gives me a four. All right. So four and. Uh, you said you did four. Yeah. All right. So chicken legs falls backwards, is kicked backwards off of this platform uh, between your kick and then landing basically on his neck on the way down. He takes 14 points of damage. Is he still sleeping? No, that woke him up. (laughs) (laughs) I could probably sleep through getting kicked off a platform. This guy is is a trained professional. Uh, So he wakes up having taken that serious damage. Uh, but is now laying down. Is, is, he, par- is he paralyzed now? No. <laughs> <laughs> have to take a lot more damage than that to just be instantly paralyzed. That's awesome. <laughs> Kolvik, it is now over to you. All right. Well, that kind of threw me off balance. I wasn't thinking he was going to go over, so give me one second here and go through my ideas. Oh, it's um, spiritual weapon. Is he still running around? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that stays around until you dismiss it. Okay. Or you got a minute or something like that, but... Your flubber rock. Episode 24. Fort Assault was released on April 8th, 2018. We'll keep this rolling next week on another episode of The Very Good Adventuring Team. I don't know what Laura's watching up there, but it sounds really inspiring. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing a divorced woman just found love. She didn't think she would ever love again.
She didn't. No. <laughs> Not after being cheated on so many times oh, in a row. No, no. Are you sure her husband probably died? He had. But he left a sweet letter. Yeah. That she found later. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>